Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for another episode of Coffee and Conversations, where we look at the intersection between relationships, faith, and leadership. I am one of your co-hosts, Michael Clark. And I'm Christian Harden. Thanks for joining us. That's like my wake-up music right there, just to get started. Well, we're so glad to be with you today and get to share a little bit about ourselves. You have joined Coffee and Conversations, a podcast where we focus on the intersection between relationships, faith, and leadership. That's right. And so I'm excited just to let you get to know the folks behind the mics. Uh, Michael Clark, that's who's speaking now. But with me in studio is also uh, Christian Harden. And, uh, you know, I sounded really excited for, for you guys to be joining us in the intro. So here we are. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that'll, be, that'll haunt me for a while. There's nothing worse than, like, listening to yourself talk. Yeah. Like hearing a recording later on. Like yeah. even on back in the day when it was, a, um, it was the answering machine at someone's house and you'd hear yourself and you're like, oh, is that really what I sound like? But, yeah, I wasn't allowed to make those. At my house. (laughs) (laughs) So we're just excited that you have chosen to join us today. Uh, We're going to be interviewing different folks uh, from around not just Knoxville, which is where we're located, but also from around the nation, around the world where we have some contacts um, that we feel like have had relationships with us as well as with other folks that have invested in them and that they're investing in others. But also we've seen faith formation occur and then leadership uh, development happening in their lives. And so we're excited. You're going to hear some episodes of church planners, um, of city officials, of those that are just in the marketplace, just in the marketplace. Like there's, you know, just a place where God has called you. You know, all of them are unique. And we're just, we want to highlight some of our peers, people that are our own age, even a little bit older, um, that that are running ahead before us. And I think it's just really neat to kind of highlight some of those local leaders uh, in a way. I don't know another podcast really doing this. Um, so I think it's going to be fun, though, and to look at how relationships, mm-hmm. faith, and leadership kind of all intersect. Yeah. Yeah. And before we get started, though, uh, I would love to thank our coffee sponsor, uh, Brand Coffee Company, here located in Fountain City, Tennessee. FC. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, today we're sipping on a nice cup of Ethiopian. Um, and we have your new fancy grinder in here, so I didn't have to hand grind it for 30 minutes prior. The burr. The burr. And so uh, with the nice pour over, makes a great cup of coffee, and we really appreciate uh, the guys over at Bryn. Uh, they set up their pop-up truck uh, every Saturday at the Farmer's Market down off Hall of Fame. Um, you should go check them out. Definitely go see them. You can order on their line, on their line. <laughs> you can order online on their <laughs> website. Uh, at brand.com. Uh, link's also in the description. Uh, we hope to have Colin on here in a few weeks. Yeah, that that'll be, be great fun. to have Colin on here. Hope to even have a, a code that people can share. So yeah. keep listening. Keep listening for that code. Get a uh, discount. Always get that. Support them local. Support local, save money. That's right. So, uh, you know, today, Christian, we just want to hear a little bit about uh, you, yourself, your family, um, kind of your upbringing, who, you know, what has made you who you are, that type of stuff. Um, you know, almost kind of, just the intro, right? This yeah, is the intro. Yeah, the intro, the intro. Man, I feel like I've said, I've shared this like a few times now. It, do, um, it does feel like I've heard this <laughs> yeah. like third time's the charm. Yeah, well. something yeah. like that. Um, <clears throat> well, I 
I'm 26 and uh, expecting my first child. So congratulations! Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's a girl. Yeah. I feel like the. I feel like a few weeks ago I probably couldn't have shared that. But um, you can. But I can now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's so funny. Yeah, but um, so we. I'll go back to like 16 year old me because I think that was. Well, I'll even go back further. Uh, so middle school years were super. At the time, you're not thinking, oh, this is super uh, developmental um, for me. Uh, but I remember that how important it was to, at least now, looking back, that it was to go to Kiko, which is our job now. But when Alicia would pick me up from Berean and I didn't have to go home, and um, then it was usually Wednesday, so then we would go to church right afterwards. Um, and it was just cool to be around the guys, uh, even though I was short, round, and uh, sometimes mistaken as the basketball. Um, they, <laughs> you know, they still allowed me to play with them, uh, and that was super fun. Um, and it was just cool to see. I think just more than anything, watched uh, Alicia. I think you were at the time still working with them too. Uh, I had been, I had just started back. It wasn't maybe. Either you were at the credit union or you were here at Kiko. That's kind of foggy. But I, I feel like you were there um, a lot of the times. And it was just cool to, like, watch you guys um, interact with them. And I think that's kind of, like, what planted some seeds for me as far as watching leaders uh, at such a young age. Because at Berean, I just had teachers. And the teachers there just told you, like, not to, like, girls or, you know. <laughs> is The do's and don'ts. The do's and don'ts. And don't. Don't chew gum. Don't wear a belt. Uh, you know, so. And some people, that is their role. Yeah, and you some know, that is a role in development. Uh, for me, then, it was just a lot of resentment came from that because sure. I didn't want to tuck my shirt in. I would like to chew gum in school, uh, <laughs> but whatever. And so fast forward to high school, uh, transition out, uh, went to a new school completely, could create my identity, uh, which was nice, and uh, there was a lot of freedom there. Um, made some of my best friends to this day, who I would eventually meet my wife through um, there, freshman year. Uh, shout out to Nolan. He didn't have eyebrows ooh, then. Ooh. And Nathan had long, moppy hair, if you can imagine that. Yeah. It, they would. Both of those facts are really interesting to me right now. Yeah, because <laughs> now Nathan's clean cut and Nolan has some eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the most bizarre one. Yeah. He just couldn't grow know that. He, he just couldn't grow them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think that's awesome. We'll see if he listens to it. That, that's how <laughs> okay. we'll know if we get a text. <laughs> we'll put little plugs in like this to see. Anyways, um, and so yeah, met uh, some best friends there. Uh, it wasn't until around end of junior year I did go to Young Life um, because I wasn't at Berean anymore. Getting to Park West was a little bit more difficult, so that kind of just was an end for that season, uh, just naturally. The uh, high school dynamics of life. Yeah, yep. it just I joined the soccer team. Uh, I just gained new busyness. Uh, I'd still, obviously, my summers were free, so going to different um, conferences with uh, Kiko was always really fun. And I have very, very fond memories of that. Um, I do and, remember going to some conferences with you. Yeah, and, and so you were there, and it Absolutely. was. Uh, and that was, like, I always think back, and I'm like, how much growth did I get something that was so exhausting? Uh, you know, because they were, like, Man, was it like up, up early, up late, um, and then just doing stuff all in between, and you're not sleeping because you're in a room packed with three other smelly dudes, 
um, stuff everywhere. But I do think um, that the Lord was uh, super intentional in planting seeds in those moments uh, with just different speakers that I needed to hear at the time, even if it was like I'm not paying attention the whole time. I think the little nuggets that I would get here and there, um, and then just the quality time that I had with um, the guys that would eventually, you know, lead me to a job back where I was being invested in at the time, which is kind of crazy. Because at the time in high school, I was being invested at Young Life. And so uh, junior year, I met my eventual, like, really, like, close friend in Young Life uh, named Eric. And uh, he was a solid mentor to me through, the like, the last few stages of high school and early college until he moved to Wake Forest. <clears throat> but, um, and then I met Dave. And so those two guys, with yourself included, those three is, like, a, those three guys, those guys, uh, were kind of a, super important um, and just the different stages of life and how um, we, we have them as, listed as fence posts, but fence posts, red dots, whatever you want to call them, uh, just super important that they were in my life at the, those specific points in times. Um, you know, Dave was super helpful in like opening my eyes to like different um, ways to read scripture or just like how to talk and be vulnerable as a man. Um, you know, when sharing in a community, like even if it's a small community of like me, Nolan and Dave, like I've known Nolan since high school. So it could be pretty awkward to talk about serious things. Um, yeah. Because it's always been, you know, goofy or young or, you know, it's just sometimes harder when you're closest with the people because you don't want to like always show your weaknesses. Um, but he helped us. I mean, he was pretty vulnerable for us. Um, and so that was, I think, leading to even to now. It allowed, it kind of like laid the foundations to being vulnerable to students um, and sharing the parts that, uh, you know, that are harder to share. Um, and that even, you know, sometimes you're like, ah, oh, do I wanna even like share these like gross skeletons with, you know, my own wife? Um, but I think the Lord has something for them. Um, yeah. So. So it sounds like I can hear some pivotal leaders during certain seasons of your life. You yes. Know? But when I, I hear you talk about a transition uh, to a new school, being able to have an opportunity to recreate yourself, and I think so many folks can identify with that. I know I can with schools, um, with jobs, with uh, things in life, just transitions where you feel like, man, I've got an opportunity to reinvent myself here in an atmosphere where nobody knows me or has mm -hmm. certain expectations of how I'm supposed to act or behave or look. And I think that that is such a pivotal moment, sometimes for the Lord to move in with you know key people to do something in our lives or can continue to do something, uh, or the opposite as well. But what you're saying is, and I know some of your personal history, so I know that that when Eric stepped into your life, there was there were things at home going on, yeah. and those were formative years. And you needed someone to look up to. And I think sometimes it's so critical to have someone outside of your your family, yeah. outside of, you know, who you're used to expecting that from, um, to still to kind of lead and guide that way because you, you want to look up to someone outside of your immediate sphere yeah. um, and, and help carry a torch that you that you really desire for yourself. And, and then even beyond that, it was almost like that torch got handed off. Yeah, uh, from Eric to, to Dave, which is which is great because those are relationships to this day that you treasure. Um, some you go back to irregularly to still glean from. I, I think that that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, it was so cool to um, 
like senior year, freshman year of high school or college, um, to just to be able to go to his house. And he was like him and seven other dudes crammed in this house of behind uh, the pilot headquarters. And you're just like, <laughs> this isn't a dorm, uh, but these are eight dudes packed in a house and it's like a community and they're all, you know, leaders somewhere. And <clears throat> whether it's at a church or with Young Life or um, with Yoke, you know, they were all investing yeah. somewhere, um, which was, you know, super cool to see, uh, you know, you picture maybe frat houses like that's a that's a group of guys uh, yeah. that aren't probably the best ideal uh models that you want to like sure chase after yeah. but so often you do so i think i was very fortunate um my freshman year of college to still be plugged in with that house uh, so have a positive guys. alternative yeah yeah um, but for you i know i want to hear a little bit about your um i guess so i've heard your story too but for our listeners uh a couple wow. times. Yeah. How what are your fence posts? Fence posts? Yeah, some of the um some of the key moments in my life, some of what I consider to be a fence post or a red dot or I I grew up in a great home. Um great loving parents. I'm the youngest of four. So I got I got my parents I feel like at their best. And um they had already you know turned to the Lord decades before and had walked through some amazing years of discipleship in their own way. And, and so much of who I am is attributed to who invested in them. And so the, I can't get away from some of those relationships, even though I didn't directly have them. And so the people who would, um, the biology teacher who would lead my mom to Jesus in the midst of a really tough time for my parents. And then, you know, but my older brother and my oldest sister were already in the home and and had to experience that that I didn't. Yeah. And so I get a different I get a different perspective I know than even my siblings. I get a different perspective even than um, than those who were raised earliest, just because of the parents I got and at the stage of their life. And so I think about that even in relationship to my own kids. But that's another podcast. <laughs> but for folks that really came along in this home that I was in and in the Christian schools that I was being sent to, and the great experiences I was just living a great childhood. I didn't didn't think anything else about it needing to be different. But then you get to the some critical years of middle school, high school, mm-hmm. when it's it's now you. It's you making decisions. Am I going to rebel? Am I going to do my own thing, whether positive or negative in some yeah. of those uh, choices? Or, 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 you know, who am I going to become? And so I began to kind of look up to some friends and want to be popular and, and make some of those choices that so many of us do. But there was a youth leader. There was a man in our youth group who wasn't the youth pastor, just a youth leader. And his name was Ross Jones. And he had a twin brother, Aaron Jones. I loved both of them. And all the guys that they, that they all hung out together um, and poured into the youth group. I'm not sure if they were just youth group groupies that were still left behind and wanted to be a part of the youth group because it was so much fun, sure. because it was. But they just, I looked up to them, the way they worshiped, how passionate they were, uh, a love for the Word of God. Something that growing up in a Christian school in a Christian home, I still didn't have. And I was like, how do I get that? I wanted it. I wanted to emulate and imitate. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so much of, of what the seeds were, were me watching someone and someone who would hang out with me and even come and pick me up and take me to a small group and take me to youth group. And, and it was, I, I want to I be like this person. I want what they have. Yeah. And that really started the journey um, to where some key things would happen. And I would have some just moments in God's presence that would revolutionize my life. 
and set me on a path of purpose, mm-hmm. um, even a call that I would sense to to uh, reach reach people around the world uh, that had never heard the name Jesus, feel that burning desire for those things. Um, those, those would come as a result of these seeds that would continue to grow and other seeds that would con- be continue to be scattered um, upon my heart. And uh, there were there were key people in the Bible colleges I would go to uh, in Florida where I'd meet my wife. I uh, didn't know it at the time. Uh, we were friends for four years before we even dated. And to 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 see some of those key leaders though that would invest in us and shape us and um, help us become even theologically and in, in, in practice who we are. Um, those those shaped me. Um, internships like you've had. I know you've had some good ones um, that. Are have some high moments and have some low moments. Yeah. Um, my internships, I, I had every end of the spectrum, just like I think most people do. Yeah. And I think especially at that age, uh, your young twenties, I think everyone has to bottom out somewhere early if they're ever going to see like long-term effectiveness in their life. Hmm. Um, I think you have to have early burnout to know how to uh, provide yourself self-care. Um, to really, you know, be able to identify some of the things, or just to stretch you, to grow you, to mature you, yeah. uh, to develop some perseverance and some some good character qualities. Just let's be honest, as young twenties, I didn't have that. Yeah. Um, and so those are those are hard moments though of learning. But I had some key leaders along the way that were investing in me. Uh, Bob Gladstone. Uh, Dr. Br- Michael Brown that I was still looking up to, um, you know, Matthew Barnett, where I was working at the at the Los Angeles Dream Center. Yeah. And those people uh, continue to be influential um, as I continue to journey and kind of find my next steps. And uh, it was still a little bit of floundering, hmm. kind of, you know, finding my fit and finding my call. And, um, you know, those conversations you have with your spouse and you think maybe this is it and you kind of settle here and you're not sure what's next. And there was there were those moments for sure. Yeah. Um, but, you know, now, you know, being at Kiko and, and being an executive director here, I, I don't think I ever would have expected that or, or sought for it. Yeah. Um, I think my parents had it more in the back of their mind than I did. But the Lord and his sovereignty, um, he places us in, in, in experiences and positions to grow us, uh, to develop us and, and through those relationships uh, to kind of help us get us to the next leg of the journey of, of what he's doing in our lives. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, it's been fun. It's been yeah. fun to, to be able to do it with you because you're third generation. Yeah. So, you know, working with my parents was one thing. Now working with, with my nephew, you know, it's just, it's been neat to see that, um, you know, that the, the apple truly hasn't fallen too far from the tree. You know, that the call of God is still um, working in all of our lives uniquely, but to see us be able to do it together, I think it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So a little bit of, you know, you've seen those people that have impacted you. And some sometimes it's, you know, your your personality or your Enneagram number or whatever, you know, kind of writes into how you're going to then replicate this or respond to leadership. Or um, what do you find yourself now doing and in, in maybe in how you do it and what you prioritize that is as a result of some of the influence upon your own life? <clears throat> I'm going to have to cut that one out. Oh, I'm just put my, oh my gosh. Uh, it's nice to be able just to just stretch. Yeah. Pass gas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, is that just me? <laughs> I, sm- I think I smell it. Not didn't yet. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <Okay>. your coffee. <laughs> the question was what? <laughs> you How? said it. You said I can't play it back. How am I re. 
how am I like leading like the leaders that led me? Yeah. How do you, you know, um, from Eric, Dave, others that, you know, maybe were like the subtitle leader, you know, influencers. Mm-hmm. And then you have your own wiring, you have your own, sure. you know, personality. Yeah. Empathy to the core. Um, yeah. How, how has that made you and help even prioritize some of your values in how you're leading? Um, you know, the, the influence of, of all these variables. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think, I think just because it's so fresh. So I was going to go to Dave first, but for Eric, Eric was just consistent in a really difficult time. And so I think that is when watching someone be consistent through such a hard time uh, for me, I th- it has allowed me to like, I mean, mimic that to a T, like, you know, because I think by nature, too, I'm consistent. So it was really, like, I was really thankful that someone was, like, I didn't know, I guess, at the time that I, I'm consistent or that's the word that I would use. Um, but now it's, like, I'm also a yes man. So, that like, that also is, like, a double-edged sword. And you can Consistently a yes man then. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> to where it's, like, oh, I'm very overcommitted. It's, like, I've seen so many memes lately of, like, people that are, like, spinning plates <laughs> On sticks, and then they're spinning bowls too. And you relate to that. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's, I totally like, yeah, all of those, you don't want them to fall, and then these, you know. Yeah. So consistency is huge. Like you said, though, even <clears throat> through a really difficult time, mm-hmm. I think sometimes when we don't know what to do, just showing up yeah. is really powerful. Yeah. Brene Brown um, talks about it well, uh, and I love the video that also goes along that represents like, getting like the difference between apathy or empathy and what's what sympathy it? sympathy yeah so yeah. um with sympathy you know hey you need anything down there yeah i'm not coming in but. yeah yeah and that's and but consistency puts you down in the hole with the person uh really trying to figure out and you know, it's not you're, you're not trying to get them out you're just being there um, yeah. which is which was huge for me and i think for me now is where i take a lot of my relationships just <clears throat> and not every people not everybody wants that uh you know when they want to like my wife when she wants to be alone she wants to be alone and so consistency mm. for that relationship looks different that's than, interesting to identify yeah even you have to know they would receive you have to know how someone would receive consistency because it could feel like clinginess to others um and so learning to and like Nolan, Nolan is very similar to Desley in the sense that, you know, when they're in kind of a negative space or feeling, they, you know, more than not, they want to be alone. Um, and so just realizing that after years, you know, with him has helped our relationship get even stronger. And so for me, how do I influence my students with consistency? I think it's just consistently show up the best I can right now, especially during COVID. It's it's been weird. It's been a weird. It's not how I thought the second half of the year would go. I thought so much of last semester or fall semester was like so strong and you're getting ready for a strong spring and summer. And it almost feels like, no, those didn't happen. Now it's like summer began like fall 2.0, like trying to gain ground. And, um, but, but I'm, but I'm excited, and I think the consistency is still driving me to continue to show up and go um, and be with them. <clears throat> and then I think um, for Dave, I, I pull a lot of just like a, the vulnerability. Um, 
Oh, I should not have drank seltzer with this. So it's made me very burpy. <laughs> with Dave, I think it just like pulls a uh, being vulnerable. And I think like, I think of as a male, uh, being vulnerable is not easy to do because we're always fixers and we're always wanting to show the best side of your, you know, we're taught in this country to always show the best side of yourself, you know, um, you know, wear a suit to, you know, be the person you want to like show off kind of yeah. on Instagram, you know, your influences, you're always showing the best photos. Yeah. Vulnerability is almost <clears throat> weakness. It's not strength. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, um, learning to, I mean, it was four years of like learn, like just learning to share, like, you know, he would always ask us like, what's like, what's up? And, but we knew like after two years of like, what is that, what, what that means? It's not like, yeah. oh, you know, dad had a bagel from Einstein's and, you know, Chick-fil-A for lunch and no, 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 no. Like what's really going on? He's like, I'm glad we talked about your bagel, but like, let's really like, yeah. what's really going on? Um, and a lot of times I didn't really have anything that I thought of, but, you know, discovering that, oh, I still haven't dealt with the issues from when I was 16 and you know I caught I probably would have ignored those to this day uh had he not been like pressing into like some of those like darker Mm. corners of my heart um and so I really like appreciate those and so for me how do I like with students um I think that allowed me to have you know Jeremiah works down the hall from us now which is super cool because that relationship was very similar to you know it was consistent and it was um and it was being vulnerable uh, are reasons why, like, we have a relationship we do today. Yeah, and I hear you do this even on Thursday nights when the teenagers are getting together. The stories you share are very personal, and you don't have a difficult time going there now. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of folks, if they've not dealt with that, or they've not dealt with it and they've not had a leader ex- exemplify that, mm-hmm. you, they've not had a leader who's invested in them, by being personally vulnerable, which I know more of the backstory with you and Dave that he he opens up about his own struggles. Mm-hmm. A leader, someone you, and sometimes you have to be really careful about that. You have to kind of know your boundaries, and especially when you have influence on someone, that can be that can open up a can of worms depending on how how yeah. deep you go into some of your struggles, and and uh, we can cross that line quickly. But but I love what Craig Rochelle says in that you know people aren't looking for someone who is perfect who is always right right they're going to follow someone who is real not who is always right yeah and i think you know just being real and even with your students and and why jeremiah who now has made the podcast uh down the hall that they're drawn to you is because you get in the pit with them you're present you're consistent and you're vulnerable you're real and people are drawn to that especially in 2020 in a digital age post-pandemic, mid-pandemic, whatever we yeah. are, people still, like, this is going to be the the thread that we're going to see people coming back to that they desire, that they need, they want. Yeah. And so right now, you're a unicorn, and people are drawn and need and, and desire that. Yeah, yeah, so I, I agree so much. Yeah, that social media one, I think this could be a whole different podcast. But, it will be, yes. But just seeing that, like, you know, zooms are online and you're 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 pretty from the waist up now it's like how much is that gonna affect everything else that goes online you know sure it's it's i don't know staging 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 our lives the influence from that will be super yeah even super critical yeah so 
but that's a different that's for that's another time. podcast yeah but that's so good well I, I mean I even try to think of some of the ways that it has shaped who I am um, the people that influenced me and and there's people that I didn't mention that have influenced more of my leadership to myself mm-hmm. and have influenced more of my leadership of how I lead my family and those are the Paul Bradberries, mm-hmm. those are um, the Stephen Lamars, those are people that I like spiritually look up to, and just I watch their families and I watch them as individuals, and I'm like, man, I hope to be the man of God that I see in them, and uh, and and so that those are some of the things that I guess drive me personally, um, like uh, my my relationship and friendship with Tommy. Uh, Tommy Hurst, who I hope will be on this podcast with us, you yeah. know, leading well uh, as the president of Arisa Services, you know, leading with a culture there of just amazing, amazing health. And, um, you know, Jeremy McGinn, other people that I've leaned on in relationship, none of them perfect like myself, yeah. but there's just such qualities that I've been able to glean and uh, and observe that, that challenge me. And so there's a lot of things that I, th- I feel like I do well. And then I think we're always aware of our deficits. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the ones that I try to, to shore up or bring people around me that have those as strengths. And uh, so I find myself kind of in a season of still continuing to grow in, in a lot of areas. I know in 2019, the beginning of 2019, uh, we wrote down in an envelope, three things that we wanted to see as dreams for that year. That was the sermon at the church I was at. And I still have that envelope, and I still look back to it. And number one was grow in the roles that God has called you to lead. And I knew what I meant by that. And it was, I see a lot of areas where I need to grow up, I need to mature, I need to develop. Um, and I think I think now the voices that I that I lean into, a really good podcast, um, Patrick Lencioni, you know, um, Craig Rochelle, and some that are like helping me um, really focus on what matters right now. Yeah. Uh, because there's some difficulty that we're all going through, mm-hmm. um, leaders, entrepreneurs, whatever it may be. Um, there's been some tough decisions that have had to be made these past six to nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, pro- probably some people that are listening had to let some folks go that they really dearly loved, yeah. have worked with a long time. Um, possibly they've had to um, you know, move on and go a different direction, and, and there's been transition in people's lives. Um, there's been loss. There's been there's been a lot of different variables, but it's been a difficult season to lead through. And and I love um, what I hear Craig say, Craig Rochelle. He says this is a time right now when leaders need to lead through the dip. You know, and we'll t- I think we talk about this a little bit more later on. But um, you know, even in these low valleys, you don't stop leading and you don't throw in the town, you don't quit. No, you lead through it. This this might be more critical than leading on the mountaintop. Yeah. And so lead now and lead well. And so I try. I'm still trying to keep uh, my thumb on the pulse uh, to make sure that I'm leading myself well, um, that I'm healthy, that I've got boundaries, that I am taking time for for my time um, to make sure that I'm revived and rejuvenated, and that my family is as well. Um, and I think that I see that in so many individual families that are that are still encouraging me in that yeah. in that process um, and in that model. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I'm just excited about the folks that we've got coming up. Yeah, me too. Um, so that'll be good. And you know, one thing we didn't mention uh, is folks are listening. We would love to hear their comments and their feedback. Yeah. And so in the description, you will always be able to find the email uh, to be able to get a hold of us. Coffee Convos Podcast at mm-hmm. Gmail dot com. And, uh, and we're just grateful to have great, great coffee sponsors and, and have a good yeah. time on here. 
All right, Christian. So here are some of the fun questions that we um, just like to break up our podcast a little bit. And we're going to be asking even those that come in or, or we go to them, uh, just some of these to, to help us get to know them better. Yeah. But so real quick, fire off favorite movie. Oh, dude, if you knew me as a movie buff, that'd be hard. It's almost like seasons. So I think right now it's probably Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, wow. Uh, You've yeah. gone back. Yeah, 2001. Uh, <laughs> six when that came out. So, yeah, being able to enjoy it, watch it, love it, sometimes cry. Did you read it? I haven't read it. Dude, it's so hard for me to read a book. You're a watcher. Yeah. If a I listener. Could, if I could watch the book, which <laughs> I can with the four-and-a-half-hour version uh, of the extended cut, which I definitely enjoy. But So most influential book or person, if it's someone you're not reading, possibly it is someone you're listening to. Uh, scary Close. Um, gosh, who wrote that? Donald Miller. Don Miller. Dude, yep. that book, uh, I read that my first year of the internship, and it really, had I not read that, I think going into engagement life and even marriage would look, look totally different. Yeah, you recommended that book to me, and I read it because of you. I had read Blue Like Jazz, yeah, it, the, the first book that really made him famous, put him, on the, put him on the spectrum for people. But, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Don Miller. What about your go-to comfort food? Go-to comfort food, something I can sit down and eat at any point. I'm uh, sure it's got milk in it and cheese, mm, you know, butter. All those things that are going to make me run to the bathroom. Lactose intolerant. Uh, probably uh, some La Heredera street tacos. Oh, street tacos. Yeah. We've got to have, I think people that we have on this podcast have to love street tacos. Yeah. Or they, they're just not making the cut. Yeah. I think, I, be like I, think I, have, first I have a feeling Reeves might. Ooh, I, I actually have been with him to eat some great street tacos. Nice. Cool invite. That'll have to come up. Cool invite. All right. Seasonal question. This one will switch up uh, throughout the year, but right now, favorite fall or Christmas treat. It could be uh, drinkable, edible, you name it. Uh, chai latte. Ooh, well, chai is year round, but it does fit the fall. Yeah, if it's the fall for me, That's I don't so really, good. I don't drink lattes until the fall. Do you like dirty chai? You like to mix it with your oh, coffee? Love it dirty. Okay, all right. Love it dirty. We'll just leave that one there, folks. You, you just <laughs> interpret the rest. All right. Funniest, most bizarre ministry experience. Gosh, I would have. You weren't ready for this one. No. Bizarre. You can hear the airwaves. <laughs> the silence. <laughs> Dude, I'm really churning over here. Um, Do you want to go to me? All right, so the most bizarre, we're on our way back. Um, first of all, I tore my ACL at a ministry experience, uh, so that is not fun or bizarre. Um, but on the way back, I so at the camp, they had a leg brace that was for, like, a like toddler that they put on me. Oh, my goodness. And the, the you know, and the... Um, <clears throat> The crutches were to match, uh, <laughs> so it was a useless. And all they had was ibuprofen, and so I was miserable that weekend. Children's and Advent, yeah, no doubt. yeah, yeah. Uh, and they were, and then I was informed that it was the camp's only one when I was about to leave, so I had none of that going home. <laughs> oh On my! Three goodness. and a half hour drive. Uh, the group wanted to stop at Zaxby's, and so I remember hobbling into Zaxby's with your 
child crutches. No, I don't have anything. It's Taylor <laughs> Forward. It's like, and I'm like, he has to like hold me up so I can use the bathroom. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then it's humbling. It's not over. And so I get out. They have to order my food. You know, I'm going to end it there because the next part's just too weird. I don't really want to share it. <laughs> I'll share it. So this, I don't, no, I shouldn't. <laughs> I'll, I'll share it and then we can cut it if we need to. <laughs> so this lady, they're sweet. There's not, the, there's something not right. Um, and the, the words, I'm sitting there and I'm on my phone and I hear, will you have sex with me? <laughs> and I look up. I'm look, looking around, and this lady's like diagonal across, just staring at her like like Zaxby's tray, and then just says it again to her food. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure who she was talking to, but there's no one else there. I mean, those Zaxby's trays are banging, but come yeah, on, yeah, I love their chicken fingers. <laughs> I don't, and so I'm just like, oh no! <laughs> wow, wow. So, that's, yeah. that's bizarre. I think they may have given you something other than Advil. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. Something more. I'm pretty something. sure, yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure based on that story. Uh, wow. Oh, do you want to answer the rapid fire or you want to wrap up? I can ask you the wrap up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll just ask one. So what's one thing you would want to tell as we wrap up your 22-year-old self? Mm. I love this question. I think one of the most difficult things uh, for me to have been able to adapt to is failure. Hmm. And I don't know if anyone's really good at it or ever wants to become good at it, but I think this has been something that has defined me because of my frustration with myself and the standards that I hold myself to. And any time that I've really kind of cycled, it's, it's usually been because I couldn't handle something that I had done or something that I felt like I had become or whatever it may be that didn't meet my expectations. Yeah. And so failure has been something that has taught me grace. Grace usually first for myself hmm. from the Lord, but then it trickles to the grace that I'm able to give. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I've heard someone recently say, hey, you can either have uh, control or you can have growth mm-hmm. in an organization, but you can't have both. Right. And for me, even personally, I can either grow personally or I can keep control of everything. But oftentimes that does not allow me to grow. Right. And so that has been something that I wish I could go back and I could tell myself those words, but there's no shortcut to learning it through mm-hmm. through hard experiences. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I think you hear it so often and it's glamorized, uh, either football coaches or, you know, presidents in movies that failure is not acceptable uh, you know just i think of that and, and, and so the world it's the beaten country, into us the country believes that yeah uh, if you have a you know a business that fails you are a failure failure yeah uh, you know it's, college, it's, college dropouts are failures f's it's stand for it's the bootstraps that yeah. the american dream is built upon that is it doesn't consist of that yeah and uh, i love einstein being able to tell us you know, where he basically had adapted to failure to learn how to achieve yeah. and have success. And I'm, I'm inspired by folks like that because they bend the curve. Yeah. They lead through the dip. They are the ones that become, you know, the Steve Jobs, the, you know, you name it. Yeah. Um, the Bill Gates, regardless of what they believe or think about so many other topics, they're the ones that don't give up. Mm-hmm. And, and they end up making history. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. So... Let's make history. 
Let's have relationships. Let's uh, develop and grow in our faith and continue to lead well ourselves and others. Yeah. And so until next time. Until next time. We look forward to seeing you guys back here on this podcast. We hope to drop these twice a month, second and fourth Tuesdays. Uh, But stay with us as you hear other folks that we're going to be interviewing and talking to about how God is working in their lives. And then don't forget to email us. Look forward to talking to you. See you next time.